everybody. You are listening to episode eight of the 10 After 7 podcast with your host, Michael Cody Stevenson. It's April 2nd, 2018. And you're probably wondering, hey, you haven't done a podcast in a while. There's reason for that. I didn't want to do it before opening day. Didn't want to bring the spirits down after finding out Andrew Tolles didn't make the opening day roster and Jock Peterson did. Didn't want to do it on opening day because there was going to be so much to talk about the following day. And I didn't want to do it the following day because baseball's weird. It gets weirder by the moment. And from one day to the next, things can change drastically. Dodgers took on the San Francisco Giants in a four-game series to kick off the season. The hated ones. Madison Bumgarner. We haven't talked in a while. He broke his pinky finger. He wasn't going to throw on opening day against Clayton Kershaw. That's actually a bummer. As much as I hate Madison Bumgarner, there's no one more fun to hate than Madison Bumgarner. And I wanted to see him on the mound. It's been a while since we've seen Kershaw Bumgarner. So let's break down the four-game series between the Dodgers and Giants. Let's start on opening day. I was at the stadium. Woke up that morning, flipped on ESPN. You got to see the first pitch of the MLB season. The very first pitch, you got to see it. So I flip on the TV. It's the Miami Marlins. Stadium's not even halfway full. They're taking on the Cubbies. First pitch. It's a big deal to me. I care. I love seeing the catcher catch the ball, throw it to the dugout. They got to save it. It is officially the first pitch of the season. Not this one, folks. Chicago Cubs, Ian Happ hit it miles, miles. First pitch, gone, almost to the upper deck at Marlins Park. So that's how the day started. I tweeted out that was a big F you to Derek Cheater because we all know he did the infamous teardown of the Miami Marlins. So let's go to the Dodger game because that's what we really care about. Kershaw's on the mound, you're stoked. The flyover happens. The giant American flag. There's nothing better than opening day, and especially at Dodger Stadium. The game, though. It was a rough one to watch. There wasn't too much action. Clayton Kershaw. He struck out seven. But the Giants were able to get eight hits off of him. Eight hits. It's rare when you see Kershaw give up eight hits. And when you're at a Kershaw game, when he gives up a hit in the first inning, I'm not going to lie. You kind of sit there like, damn, I'm not going to be here for the special night. Yeah, he's only thrown one no-hitter. But every time this guy takes the mound, the expectations are sky high, at least for me. I'm thinking I'm going to see a no-hitter, perfect game, maybe a 15-strikeout game. So that happens. Gives up a hit in the first inning. And the Giants aren't hitting them hard. It's 0-0 through 5. And Joe Panic comes up. And at the stadium, the stadium kind of, or the crowd kind of reacted late. Joe Panic, Kershaw said it best, clipped one. Goes down the right field line. Everyone's looking around like that ball's totally fair. Nope. Umpire calls it a home run. Joe Panic goes around the bases. One nothing Giants. 
and tough for the Dodgers. They couldn't get that one back for Clayton. Team went 0 for 5 on opening day with runners in scoring position. Left 9 on base. I'll go back to 1. I know specifically I'll remember this one because I was in line trying to get a couple beers, maybe a couple hot dogs. And I was watching the TV and Chris Taylor, who you don't see this often at all happen, looked at a ball right down the middle with runners on. And I, I thought that was the Dodgers' opportunity to get that run back and possibly more with a pitch that meaty down the middle of the plate. So tie blocks of the Giants shuts us down for five. We can't get a run off the Giants' bullpen. So the final score, one nothing. You're kind of bummed. Dodgers hadn't lost an opening day since 2010. Haven't been shut out like that in years. But hey, it happens. So we go to the next day. Friday night showdown. First 7-10 start of the year. You got Alex Wood pitching strictly from the stretch this year. Says he had an epiphany in the offseason. I'm not mad at him. Not mad at him. Why? Because Alex Wood was filthy. Alex Wood goes out and throws eight shutout innings. But once again, our team couldn't get any runs. Johnny Cueto, Alex Wood's counterpart, goes out and has a perfect game through six, six innings. Six innings. Chris Taylor was the one to get the lone hit for the Dodgers in that game. Thank God. Can you imagine if Johnny Cueto throws a perfect game against the Dodgers in game two? Of a 162-game season. And the Dodgers start 0-2. So Alex Wood, 8 shutout innings, gets taken out. The big man, Kenley Jansen, comes in. Best closer in the game. Comes in to pitch the ninth. Yep. Baseball happens. Baseball happened next. First pitch. Joe Panics at the plate. Gone. Joe Panic for the second night in a row. It's ultimately the game-winning home run for the Giants. The Giants win one to nothing. Back-to-back games, San Francisco beat us one to nothing, and the two runs allowed were Joe Panic hitting a home run off Clayton Kershaw in the fifth inning of the first game, and Joe Panic hitting a home run in the top of the ninth off Kenley Jansen in the second game. Joe Panic two, Dodgers nothing. The sky's falling, too. We came up one win short of the World Series. And our team can't hit to start the year. Can't hit. In the first game, forgot to mention this, Dodgers only got six hits, and two of them were from Clayton Kershaw. And then get one hit the next day. There wasn't really too many opportunities when Cueto's on like that to score any runs. So 0-2. The questions start flying. Will the Dodgers ever win? We can't hit. We're missing Justin Turner. Can we hold down the fort before he gets back? The question after the second game when Jansen allowed that home run was that his velocity was down. 
the pitch that Panic took him yard on was only 89 miles per hour. Jansen didn't take too kindly to the questions by the media after the game. He said who cares about seven or eight times when they asked him about velocity or if it was his mechanics because five minutes before, Dave Roberts said it's a mechanical thing with Jansen. So Jansen wasn't too happy about that. He said it's a long season. Joe Panic just got him. Okay, I believe these guys. 0-2. We're still good. It's just a couple hiccups. Just a couple hiccups. We couldn't hit the first two games of the season. Baseball's great. You always play the next day. More times than not. So on Saturday night, Kenta Maeda takes to the mound. And he gives five innings, strikes out ten. Looks terrific. And that's a, that's one of the guys that you need to look to to be that guy this year. Because when you go out last year, he was the most important guy out of that bullpen in the postseason. you got to think his confidence is through the roof right now. So it's encouraging. His pitch count got a little high, but five innings, ten strikeouts. Dodgers got him run support, thanks to some giant airs. Gregory Blanco and Andrew McCutcheon dropped a fly ball that plated two runs for the Dodgers on a Kyle Farmer pop-up. Giants had three errors in the game. Kike Hernandez got the first extra base hit for the Dodgers. Called himself captain of the slug club. So after Maeda, with the Dodgers leading, Stripling, Baez, Alexander out of the pen, shut it down. Dodgers win the game 5-0. RBIs from Puig, Kemp, Kike. It's all starting to come together. Starting pitching looks good. But when you actually look at the box score to that third game, the Giants helped out the Dodgers a lot because the Dodgers outhit the the Giants outhit the Dodgers with nine hits to four. But the Dodgers got the best of Derek Holland, and the Giants started to be the Giants again. So hey, we got our first win. Pressure's off, and you know what? People talking shit about the Dodgers receiving national championship league rings that night. Get over it. They had the most wins in Los Angeles Dodgers history. You may not know if you'll ever get back there. Hopefully we will. You should you should have something to remember that historic season. Because we know the run that the Dodgers went on. There was a time last year when we didn't think they were ever going to lose a damn game again. And they got close. And let's hope next year those are World Series rings. So let's go to Game 4. Sunday night. ESPN game. A-Rod in the booth. Say what you want about him. I could listen to him talk about launch angle and all that stuff all damn day. The dude's intelligent. I hate him. Took steroids. Looked up to him as a kid. I thought he was going to be that guy that breaks Barry Bonds' home run record. He's clean. Yeah, that was a whole load of shit. He got caught with steroids about two different times. But hey, he knows, he knows how to talk baseball. So Rich Hill's on the mound in this game four against the Giants Stratton. And starting pitching's there again. Rich Hill, six shutout innings. Five, or six shutout innings. Pitch count wasn't too high. 
but this early in the season, you can't push it. So Rich Hill struck out five, three walks, five hits over the six innings. Dodgers woke up in the fourth inning. Got a run off Stratton to give Rich Hill the one nothing lead. And then the sixth inning, the gate started wide open for the Dodger offense. This is when we knew the Dodger offense was back. Yasiel Puig. Well, let's go back to that first run. Yasiel Puig. I don't know if he was trying to do this or what. But Cody Bellinger with Puig and Corey Seager on the base path. Seager at second, Puig at first. Bellinger flies out to center field. Seager tags up to third, makes it there safely. Puig gets caught in a rundown. Smart play if he's doing it on purpose. And while he's in the rundown, kind of waves Seager to go home. Joe Panic kind of has a brain fart, doesn't know where to go with the ball, throws it back to first. Puig slides in safely, run scores, one nothing Dodgers. Everything's right in the world. So that's how the Dodgers get their first run. It didn't come easy, but they got it. So in that sixth inning, or sixth inning, Dodgers played in four. Puig gets an RBI. Grandal gets an RBI. Dodgers score four more in the eighth. And who hits the first home run for the Dodgers this 2018 season? Cody Bellinger. Little oppo taco. Dodgers out hit the Giants 13 to 6 in this game. Final score 9 nothing. And the Dodgers are back to 500. You go into a series with the Giants. Dodgers should go into every series thinking they're going to win it. Before game series, I expected the Dodgers to get 3 of these four. I'm going to say the Dodgers are going to win every series. Because they should. But you got to get three out of four. They ended up splitting the series. And if you actually break down the series, the Dodgers held this new Giants offense with Andrew McCutcheon, Evan Longoria, who did not look good. Neither of them. They held them scoreless for 34 of the 36 innings in this series. Impressive. They held them to just two runs in the first four games. That's the fewest amount of runs in the first four games of a season since 1915, if I can remember the tweet correctly, from ESPN. They dominated this Giants team. But split the series. That's why baseball is weird. I could have done the podcast after that first game and said, oh my God, what is going on? The Dodgers can't hit. I would have been optimistic, say, hey, they come back tomorrow. They're going to start hitting. That's just the way things work out. But no, they lose the next one. Jansen gives up the home run. You're down 0-2, but this team's good. 
And things like that are going to happen. It's baseball. Dodgers are lucky to get two, but if you actually break down the series, they absolutely dominated the San Francisco Giants. Only one run allowed by our starters in the first four games, and it was Clayton Kershaw. That's rarely ever going to happen. I think Alex Wood had the best performance, eight shutout innings. Didn't walk anyone. I think Yasiel Puig in the three-hole is starting to gain confidence, especially after Sunday night's game. Jerry Hairston had an Instagram saying that was one of the better swings he's ever seen Puig have on his RBI single. So it's early. Two and two. They're 500. I'm having a beer for every Dodger victory this year. Let's hope I can have over 100 beers and pray that I have 11 during the postseason. But that's where we're at right now. The sky is not falling. Dodgers play a three-game series against Arizona. You'll have Rue, Kershaw, and Wood. It'll be interesting to see how Kershaw comes back because they also brought up his velocity being down. And it's rare that you do see Kershaw give up eight hits. But even on Kershaw's bad day, 90%, maybe even more, of the pitchers in Major League Baseball would take Kershaw's bad day because let's be honest one run seven strikeouts two walks is pretty damn good let's just get into some other news and notes on Major League Baseball I tuned into Shohei Otani's debut on Sunday for the Angels he was pitching he DH'd on their opening day on Thursday picked up a single so I was interested I'm a baseball fan. Anyone, any baseball fan should tune into this guy. The hype, it's ridiculous. I've said that from the beginning. How are you going to compare a guy to Babe Ruth who's never played a damn game? But he looked good. In his first inning, he touched 100 miles per hour, struck out two, and those two strikeouts were on a filthy splitter. I mean, it drops out of the zone like stuff you've never seen before. But hey, baseball, this is why you don't jump the gun. This is why you hold off. This is why I held off this podcast, because I would have flipped my shit after the first two games of the season. And I literally tweeted and didn't even send it out in the second inning when Otani took them out. He threw a breaking ball. One of the A's hitters looked lost. I literally was about to tweet out, A's hitters look shook. By Otani's breaking ball. Or what do you know? Back-to-back singles for Oakland. Matt Chapman comes up. Three-run home run. A's take a 3-2 lead. Too quick. Things change that quickly. He still pitched great. Got through six innings, six Ks, picked up a win. So that was impressive. The other story was the Yankees' first game of the season against Toronto. Stanton hit two home runs. You know you were going to hear about that. My favorite story, though, of all, is the Philadelphia Phillies' new manager, Gabe Kapler. Gabe Kapler, during Saturday's game, went to his bullpen, called for a pitcher, 
And there was no pitcher in that bullpen to be seen warming up. I had never seen this before. This is straight out of a movie. With a drunk manager. Or a high manager making this mistake. This is ridiculous. He used 18 pitchers. In the first three games of the season. He's from the Dodgers organization the last couple of years. He's doing player development stuff. And we saw what the Dodgers did last postseason. They didn't want their guys to face a lineup a third time around. I don't know if he's trying to bring that over to Philadelphia. 18 pitchers used in 27 innings. You got to have the arms to do that, bud. The Dodgers had arms to do that. You had guys like Stripling that go two or three innings. Maeda, two or three innings. But the fact, the fact that he went to the bullpen and no one was there was ridiculous. And then it, it, the Braves manager got thrown out. And MLB checked this out and said the umpire handled it perfectly. But how does this pitcher... It, it took Kapler six or seven minutes to make the call to the bullpen. They kind of stood around there for a couple minutes. The umpire saying, where's your guy? A guy gets up in the bullpen and starts throwing in the bullpen. That shouldn't be allowed. You call for an arm in the bullpen, he should probably make his way out to the mound because you should already be ready. So he throws a couple pitches in the bullpen, then makes his way out to the mound, and the umpire lets him warm up on the mound. And the Braves manager lost his shit and ended up getting thrown out of the game. I don't see... I, don't, I, I cannot wrap my head around how that could be fair. The Braves should have had an advantage and took advantage of a Phillies mistake of not having someone up in the bullpen. They said that was the safe way to pull, play that. You don't want a pitcher out there not warming up. Well, that's on the manager. And MLB came out and said the umpire handled it correctly. Beats me. I don't know how that's the correct way to handle it. I thought the Braves got jobbed. They still actually knocked that pitch around, but that's crazy. In a Major League Baseball game, a manager goes to his bullpen and no one's warming up. Crazy. Anyways, that's the end of Episode 8 of the 10 After 7 podcast. I'll be back on later to break down the Dodgers 3-game series with the Arizona Diamondbacks. You can follow me on Twitter at 10 After 7 or on Instagram at 10 underscore after underscore 7. Woo! Go Dodgers.